Hello and welcome to the Carl Hutchinson Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Hutchinson. How are you doing? Close to Christmas. Everyone's sick of Christmas already or not? Oh, and you know what? I'm actually I'm actually quite up for it this year. You know, Lily's Lily's two, so that's fun. Enjoy I enjoyed putting the tree up and listening to all the Christmas songs and even you know, even the ones that you hear every year, like this year. I don't know what it is. I think it's quite sweet actually. It's like we're putting the tree up. I think I've, I've mentioned we'll put the tree up, but we're we're putting it up. And Lily was like dancing to all the Christmas songs, and it's nice because you just see a. It's like you get to see somebody who's never heard these songs before, so it's it's quite innocent, you know. Yeah, you know what? I've got a bit of festive cheer in us, but it won't it won't last long. I promise. Don't worry. We'll get back to scheduled scheduled programming. In, in, in a hurry. Because you, know, you, you think, how many times can I hear All I Want for Christmas and Fairy Tale in New York and all that? But it's it's nice. It's lovely. It's it's, it's a nice thing to... Um, you know what? <laughs> I, don't know why I, I don't know why I'm trying to fight it. I've got a bit of Christmas cheer in this. I really do. It's nice. And I've, and I've got some follow-ups from last week as well. So the, the waiter... The way a lot of people seem to have, I don't want to say you know misunderstood, but you know you're allowed to interpret it however you want. But it it wasn't the way I wanted you to interpret it. <laughs> a lot of people have been good, like Carl. What the hell's wrong with you? Waiters, waiters are people too. I got that a lot. Carl, waiters are real people. You know why? Why do you not want people to talk to them? I went. It's fine. Like if if he wanted to chat, no worries at all. That's absolutely fine, right? If you if you just listen to this, well, I, I went for a meal last week and. I couldn't get served by the waiter because there was this old boring couple next to us asking the guy, whereabouts in Greece are you from? And that ate up a lot of time. Now, my point was, okay, the <laughs> my point is, don't, I don't think, I used to be a waiter. I used to be a waiter at, I was a waiter at St. St. James. No, actually, no, I was a waiter at the Stadium of Light. That was a, that was a one shift and done. So I, I sold burgers and pies at St. James's Park. And then my plan was, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the Stadium of Light because they never have the home match on the same nights or the same day. So I can work in both and double my income, right? I'm only 16, 17. I'm, I'm in between the six weeks holidays and all that. And I did that I did that thing where I turned up to the Stadium of Light with me record of achievement for a job interview, like an absolute... That's where I've got a bit of material. Did you ever turn up to a job interview with the record of achievement? That was that was the moment. I was just, I was just waiting to get to get interviewed and it wasn't even an interview it was just do you know when all the questions are yes it's like can you work hard yes will you show up on time yes are you committed to yes all right you've got the job didn't need your record of achievement for that that was that was me (laughs) that was that's because I was a good boy at school and I got told it's always good to have your record of achievement it looks really good in job interviews it doesn't It, it it highlights you for the big fucking dork that you are and I was, but yeah, I was a waiter in the Stadium of Light. Can't remember whatever. The, I think it was the Roker. The, I can't remember. I was sixteen, and <laughs> oh yeah, I've not told the story actually. <laughs> so they don't. So I didn't really get any training or anything. It was just like, here's your tie, here's your shirt. Like go in, and I had to serve people half time. So you you know you're serving people who go in for the meal rather than the you know the down and dirty burgers and pies at St James's Park. I was serving the. Uh, I was serving burger, maybe it's burgers and fries, but it was on a plate, right? And you know, I, I, there was a lot, there was a lot more class behind it, you know. Table service, it was table service. You're bringing people pints, and there was this, there's this chef in there. Well, chef's a bit of a, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, ooh, chefs are people too now. Cook. He was a cook, right? He was, is it a cook? He was, I don't know. Oh, I'm not getting into that. I'll not. You know what? That's okay. Fine. I don't know anything about. It. <laughs> 
It didn't look like he was making anything. He was opening a lot of packets and putting them in the oven. Now, if that makes you a chef, fine, he's a chef. But it, it was this cook, this dinner lady, right? It, it, was a, it was a male dinner lady. And I remember just going, like, whereabouts do I, where do I put the dirty plates? And he did that thing where he was like, he was like 20 yard and he hated his life. And he was just like, you put them over there. And then, I mean, this is a horrible thing to do, but like, can you remember when people would do this? Thankfully, I don't see a lot of it now. Hopefully it's, it's a thing of the past, but you put them over there. And then he went like, uh, like, as if that's like, as if like you are so stupid. Like, how do you not know to put it there? A horrible thing. So then I'm shouting at him going, well, you know, this is my first day and all that. Anyway, and I go back <laughs> and I go, you see why I didn't last. And I go back out trying to be nice to this this family it was like a, it was like a daughter a son and the and the dad and they're going like whereabouts of the chips i've ordered burgers and there's no chips and i was like right okay i'll go back in so i went back into the kitchen and the guy's going you don't come into this kitchen you don't come you need it and i was like okay all right no worries i just this table needs the chips the chips are fucking coming they're fucking coming i went right okay no worries no worries go back out hi i'm sorry for the wait the chips are coming what do you mean they're fucking coming the match is about to kick off it's going to be the second half any minute now go for so i'm going back and forward about three or four times you know where's the chips where's the chips i'm sorry there's no chips getting told to fuck off by both ends and then I remember the supervisor intercepted us. She didn't know what was going on. She just went, hi, Carl, I'm about to go back into the kitchen to, to ask about these chips for a fourth time. And the supervisor, <laughs> if, if for reference, I'm pretty sure she was called Kelly. And she was just went, hi, Carl, that table over there haven't got the chips yet? Like as if this is news to us. And that was the only time I've ever quit. I just went, right, that's it. That's me. <laughs> and I just walked straight out. I didn't even... <laughs> I didn't even get paid for that shift. I would have made about sixteen pound, you know, um, four quid an hour or whatever. I was four hours in at that point. I just went right. This isn't for me, and I just got the metro back. And a couple of my mates, it was six for me. I was uh, a couple of my mates were working at the stadium of light, and I remember I handed them the uniform <laughs> to give back to the stadium of light. And I was like, sorry, I wasted your time, but yeah, it was a it was an angry chef, an angry customer, a lack of chips, and that was. That was the end for me. But you know what? At no point when I was trying to do all that did another fucking table go, so whereabouts in Jarrah are you from? Eh? Whereabouts in Jarrah do you live? Why? Because they realised that I'm rushed off my feet. The point that I'm making, going back to this waiter, the point that I'm making, right, <laughs> is that, yes, waiters are people too. Of course you are. I get it. But sometimes I think... Waiters don't want to be spoken to. I think that waiter didn't have any other choice but to just go along with the conversation of, I'm from this place. He couldn't be anything but nice to this couple. What I'm saying is that, realise that and don't bother the staff. Yeah, don't bother the staff. That's what I'm going for. Because the staff have to be nice to you. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> so waiters are people. What else have I got to follow up from? Oh yeah, that car, that car was that was blocking us in the Tyne Theatre. Someone got in touch with that, I'll get me phone. They, they got in touch last night, so let's let's have a look. Yeah, so there was a car blocking us on the Friday night at the Tyne Theatre and I was worried that I wasn't going wasn't gonna to get out or anything. And then I, I, subsequently I just didn't enjoy the show <laughs> because I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can get out. So I got, it, I got this. God, Twitter's really went to the fucking dogs like, isn't it? All right, so a guy called Steve Gilroy. Steve Gilroy, here we go. That blue car was red. Well, for, I mean, straight away. I don't even know if he's talking about the same thing. It was mine. That blue car was red. What a wonderful way to start the sentence. Right, we'll go down. Right, so 
Another thing, I was in the supermarket. We'll get back to Steve Gilroy in a second. I heard a wonderful turn of phrase in Asda. So that, that blue car is red, just remind us. But this, I heard a wonderful, there was a bloke in Asda and he simply couldn't find the sausages. So think, right, you're in Asda, you don't know where the sausages are. You can ask the staff or you're going to look for yourself. I like to, I'll put a good, I'll put a good three minute stint in. You know, I'll, I'll. I'll do my own legwork and I'll figure out where, where there could be, where there should be, where I think there would be before I ask the staff because you never know who's doing what anymore. They've always got them big things where they're getting like eight people's worth of shopping in, which, all right, if you need assistance, then I don't have any beef with you. But if you're just fucking riding the coattails from lockdown and you just simply can't be asked, then go fuck yourself. But again, you know, if I understand some people have to do that, so that's fine as well. But you know, you know who you are. Only you know if you well and truly can't be asked. And if that's you, I resent you. But you never, I don't want to bother. I don't want to bother staff because as their employees are people too. It used to be fun when the one that I'm, I go to now, the, the Gosforth one, it's not, it's not 24 hours anymore, but it was always fun. I remember one time I just, just as 24 hour Asda had be, it become 24 hours years and years ago. And I remember like, I didn't know that yet. Now, excuse me, what time? What time do you close? And he looked at us like it was like we don't, we never close. <laughs> I've been here for weeks. <laughs> I haven't slept for days. I hate asking the staff for for where things are because I, I, do you know the the moment when you realise the not the staff aren't going to find it for you? It's when they they repeat it back to you. That's when you know that you. If I have to tell you what the thing is, and then we go looking for it to get, it's not gonna. Trying to think something like quite obscure, you know. Say right, the first thing that comes to me mind, like say uh, manuka honey, right? That's I was just trying to think of what I've never bought it, but I was just thinking like what's an obscure manuka, manuka honey, all right? So you just go like, excuse me, whereabouts is the manuka honey? And the, and the and they would come back and you go manuka. Do you know what I mean? You go ah oh, right, forget it. Like you've. You've not even heard the word, so that you know that, that we are starting this in negative equity. That happened to us once. I was in a. I've, don't worry, I know. I'm, I'm keeping track of all these stories. I'm telling Steve Gilroy. I haven't forgot about you. I, I got me train. Uh, I got me bag stolen on a train once. I was coming from Birmingham back to Newcastle, and it was at dog shit nine o'clock cross country. Cross country trains are a piece of shit, man. Honestly, they, they, I don't know what it is. It's just it's. It's about 80%, no, it's 20% smaller, it can't be 80%, it's 20% smaller than a regular train, heating's blasting, this internet, never, I'm not talking about the onboard Wi-Fi, I'm on about your internet you've got on your phone, just whatever barrier is around a cross-country train just doesn't seem to want to fucking penetrate it, so you, 9 till 1, because it's an extra hour on a Sunday, because of fucking course it is. I was on a train once, and the, don't worry, I know I'm going story and story and story and story, I was on... <laughs> I was on a train once. I've just been at the gym. I'm full of beans, full of beans. I was I was on a train once, and um, the internet didn't work. And I remember some like somebody who's never been on a train before. She must have been so privileged. It's just like she must have just thought she was used to just everything working out for her all the time. And the internet, the onboard train, surprise, surprise, the onboard train Wi-Fi didn't work, and. Rather than saying, like, can somebody reset it? I remember, like, she just went, she got the train manager and she went, excuse me, I don't suppose you could put me in touch with the internet guru on board. Internet, 
internet guru. It was me own ears. I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't hear it. Somebody once on a train said it was down in London somewhere, right? And I don't mean to sound fucking Mr. Northern, right? I'm on about like a southwestern train, you know, going from London, say, down to Kent, Tunbridge Wells area, that that type of thing, you know? You know, Frant, Tunbridge Wells, Seven Oaks, all, I remember that, right? Excuse me, is there an internet guru on Bartsfellow? <laughs> Like, how you see in the toilet? How you see in the amount of piss that people have been pissing on top of the toilet roll, where it just looks like someone's poured a load of Barocca down the toilet and the door lock doesn't work, so it just keeps, like, opening and closing and just wafting the smell of stale piss. Do you think... Do you reckon the internet guru's going to sort that out first before we can figure out your fucking wife? <laughs> internet guru. All right, now we'll begin the game of call. What the hell were you talking about? Why did I get? <laughs> why did I get onto the train? Oh yes, because me, me fucking hell. Okay, I'm not writing this down as well. I swear I'm not writing this down. M- maybe I should. But uh, so yeah, I'm on that cross country piece of shit train coming back from Birmingham to Newcastle. It's taken four hours. I've never had it happen before or since, thankfully, but me, me suitcase got... Oh, shit, I'm going on a train today. I hope I don't jinx myself. Me suitcase got stolen on a train. I was, it was Wakefield. It was Wakefield Westgate. It shouldn't even be stopping at Wakefield Westgate. Do you know what I mean? That's not a... That's one of them bullshit Sunday stops. Wakefield, I've got nothing against you. The Theatre Royal is on next year's tour. I always love coming to Wakefield, but how am I? Wakefield Westgate when you're trying to get from Birmingham to Newcastle. And it works for up in the northeast as well. I swear, you know, it's it's when they go, and we are calling at Chesterley Street. You go, nobody's from Chesterley Street. Nobody lives in Chesterley Street. Stop stopping in Chesterley Street. It's a bullshit made-up place to slow me down getting from Durham to Newcastle. <laughs> and also, may I say, I will be playing Durham <laughs> for two nights on the next tour. Chesterley Street people are welcome. <laughs> So yeah, my suitcase got stolen. So, oh man, that was a big thing. That was a big thing. I had to get off at Wakefield Westgate. No, no, wait, I would have had to get off at the the next one, wouldn't it? Whatever the stop is after that. Whatever, I can't remember now. Is it Leeds? Would it be Leeds? The Wakefield then Leeds? Maybe, yeah. Maybe I get off at Leeds and then I've got to, I've got to get the train back to Wakefield to see if somebody, if this was an accident and somebody's handed it in. But then when you get the local, then it was the local trainers from like Leeds to Wakefield, so you don't even get to go to Westgate. You get the, the fucking bottom feeder fucking bingo town Wakefield Kirkgate. Yeah, so then I had to hop foot it from Wakefield Kirkgate all the way through Wakefield, got a little tour of Wakefield in the fucking su- Sunday morning that I didn't need. Thankfully, I was travelling light, so I could do it quite quickly. Hop for it through town about fifteen minutes. Got there, nothing, absolutely nothing. Those, you, you know, your hard luck. You've, you, your suitcase has been stolen. Had a Rodriguez T-shirt in as you know, six school Rodriguez. The well, thanks for your time. Well, I don't know what you know. The the Sugar Man, Sugar Man, Netflix documentary. It's great. Went to a concert there in Glasgow. Got the T-shirt. Now the, the T-shirt was in there. I had a good pair of shoes that were in. The whole thing got fucking. Stolen. It was horrible. So then I called Wakefield train station the next week. And I said, and this, so remember, we are getting back to Asda Sausages, looking for something. Hey, it's a good little memory test for me. But, I mean, the audience might not like it, Carl. But, all right. So so I call Wakefield Westgate. I go, hello, I'm just calling to see if a suitcase has been handed in in the last week. And I remember the guy on the phone getting back to, if they have to repeat it back to you, you know what the answer is. And he went, 
has a suitcase been handed in the last week? And it was the way, it was the way, there was two questions in that. It was like, he's never heard the word suitcase before and he's never heard the word week before and he's never had this request before. So, but, but I was desperate. I was like, yes. He was like, uh, uh, no, no. Like, why would you think that? Do you know what I mean? So, as a suitcase, manuga. Like, do, I know it's nobody's fault, but when they repeat it back to you, I just want to fucking punch them in the face. So I try my best to look for stuff and just find it myself. Anyway, this guy must have give up. He's looking for sausages. And the turn of phrase that he said was, excuse me, think of what you would say. Would you, excuse me, could you tell me whereabouts I would find the sausages? Excuse me, uh, which aisle may I find the sausages? Could you point me to the direction of the sausages? Les horses halls. I heard this guy, and I've never heard of him. He just went, excuse me. Where would sausages be? <laughs> it was quite, quite philosophical, you know. Excuse me, where, where would sausages be? I felt like going. I wanted to complete the sentence, you know. Excuse me, where would sausages be if it weren't for bacon? Where would sausages be if it wasn't for the hard work of mash, onion, gravy, brown sauce, red sauce, bread, bun? Where would sausages be? I mean, I don't know what they're doing in that Asda. Somebody's having a laugh, though. Well, like, oh, yeah, the sausages, yeah, they are right next to the Christmas tree. Yes, we uh, stayed up all night fucking about again. I know it's not the staff. I know it's not the staff's fault. Staff are people, too. I know they're just getting told what to do by head office, so don't pile on for that one as well. Right, you've waited long enough. Steve Gilroy, I know you listen to the show because this is why you text. Call, that blue car was red. That reminds me. I, no, I'm taking the piss. I'm taking the piss. Don't. That blue car was red. It was mine. Assuming yours was the grey SUV. <laughs> well, it's a cash guy, but that's very generous, mate. Thank you. I was in row C. I was in with a mate who had accessibility requirements. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Right, okay. I took the punt on getting a ticket as well. Um, Great. Right, so... So, so I was like, oh, Christ, you know, I can see the, I can see the headlines. All right, Carl Hutchinson hates people who have accessibility requirements <laughs> straight away. In fairness, though, if, you, if you've seen how he parked, so I, I just replied. I said, park closer to the curb next time. <laughs> um, as a new driver, I was terrified all night. Ha ha. You know, just carrying on with them. SUV's generous. It was a cash guy. Hope you've both had a lovely time. Thanks very much for getting it. And then he, he said, um, I, well, I've got tickets for next next time, so I couldn't have offended him too much, thankfully. I'll be bumper to bumper. And then he said his girl, his, his war uh, gin girl, gin girl, yeah, who's called Jan Jackson. Jan Jackson walks on a crutch, and I need to be as close as possible for that. So he's already he's already putting his order in for next year as well. And then, uh, well, and then I know she's, I uh, followed them both back, and then she's um, started watching the, the old special on YouTube, and there will be news on the new special, probably in the new year as well. I'm in the middle of editing that as we speak. I need to get the narrative edit sorted, and then we can mix it with the colour and the sound, etc. But but thanks for getting to the bottom of it. And then, uh, when we started following each other, Steve Gilroy said, just in case you thought I was a mad stalker, I'm not. I, I, that's, I didn't think that at all. It was my taxi parked up on the Friday. Uh, Jan has wobbles. And I'm also Bren Healy's nephew, so the time theatre means a lot. And I said, wow, well, you know what? I'm a big fan of him, so that's a nice full circle. So a nice a nice Christmas miracle there that nobody <laughs> nobody has to tell each other to fuck off at the end of that story. So, hey, it was me who was bumping. This is the excuse. There's me going, well, I probably shouldn't have kicked off. So all good, all good. And I'll see you next year as well. So thanks for very much for that. So Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I said that in Birmingham Glee, actually. I said Merry Christmas, everyone, every because I've been doing office, like works office Christmas dues at Birmingham Glee, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And when one of the... <laughs> one of the groups got thrown out in the middle of the show. I just, uh, I got back on. I was like, "Well, Merry Christmas, everyone! Well, God bless us." I'll tell you about that week. Actually, I said, you know, I was I was just finishing the tour and managed to put in one of the busiest weeks I've had. So Wednesday, last Wednesday, I recorded last week's podcast. I recorded the same place I am now, my dining room, because I'm I'm not staying over as much, or or when I know I'm getting the train. So I knew I was getting the train to London. So I got the train to London. I got to edit last week's podcast. I know you think, Christ almighty, call this gets edited. What on earth do you fucking not put? You farted during a show once and that made it. What on earth do you keep out? It's usually like, you know, like that, that sniff. You hear that? That or like a, wah. Or I'm, you know, if, I, if I'm gesturing sometimes, if I get carried away, I might knock the table. So that it's usually shit like that gets left out. You know, I, I try me best. I try me best. You know, I, I know you don't want to listen to shit. All the, all the time. If, if, look, I'll meet you halfway. If there's shit coming out my mouth, I'll make sure that the, the technical, hopefully you listen to as little technical shit as possible, if that makes sense. So get the train to Top Secret. I drive to the train station. I can't get parked at the train station. I had to park at another car park, so I was, I was a bit worried, but, it, but then I got the train all right, edited it, went down to Top Secret. That was a lovely, lovely show. It was six o'clock on a Wednesday. Um, so I was very, very happy that, that all has turned up. So thank you for making that a, a lovely night. And a few, I know Deb who listens to the show, I know she messages saying like, Carl, I wanted to get a photo. I wanted to say hi because I listened to the podcast. I just want to say I'm really sorry. I know there were a few more people who subsequently messages as well. Me train back was like half seven. I did something like really, you know, it was a six till seven show. And then, oh no, me train was like 7.40 or so. But either way, it's Drury Lane to King's Cross. And because it was a nice night, I actually walked it as well. So I managed to like power walk there and back. So I was in a bit of a rush. Um, I didn't think, so I'm sorry for that. But hopefully we'll get you next time. So then I come, I come back to Newcastle that night, got myself a Burger King as well. I, you know, I didn't have that much time, so I was like, yeah, ideally, I probably would have got a Five Guys, but you never know how long, you know, if the if you go to a Five Guys and they're about to make ten burgers, like you will pay the price for. Even if you're ahead of four people, you'll usually all just get your burgers at the same time. Sometimes so I was like, and it's normally worth. It's always worth the wait. Jesus Christ! But I just simply didn't have the time. So I was like, you know what? I'll do a, a down and dirty old Burger King, and I went for it as well. You know, I ordered. I ordered on the app ahead of time, and I got a uh, what did I get? I got a what did I get? I got a fucking. Bacon double cheeseburger XL. I've got right back in me Burger Kings, you know. I know I shouldn't. Bacon double cheeseburger XL, Coke, full fat Coke, large. And then I got a side of onion rings and I got a side of chicken nuggets as well. And I just fucking 
inhaled that on the train. I think I had it all before the train even pulled away. Come back, take Lily to nursery on Thursday morning. So I think I got back something about 11 o'clock at night, so that wasn't too bad. Take Lily to nursery Thursday morning. And then come back and give the house a bit of a, a once-over because I know I have to like, hey, you know, I'm going to leave you for another three days and guess what? I've not done my bit of the housework. So no, so do what you can before you go. And then we're going to the uh, Birmingham Glee. So I'm the host, Dave Fulton's on, Laura Smith's on and Pierre Novelli, that was who was on all, all weekend. It was great. And I'm the host. But I know the train strikes were on and I, I, I mean, I just about escaped it with London and I know I'm not getting that dog shit train I can't, I won't. I'm not getting the dog shit train back on a Sunday, nine o'clock in the morning where you get back at one and then I won't get back in back home till about two. So then you lose all of that Sunday. So for the first time on a, on a club weekend, I've, I drove there and back. And I know that sounds like nothing to most people, but again, I'm only a new driver. I put it off as long as I possibly could because I was very good at driving. And then Lily came along. So, you know, you've, so that's why I've got an automatic now that I passed in a manual, but I didn't want to, have Lily and not have a car when I've got a license. It's fucking stupid. So, but I'm still very, very nervous when it comes to driving. So why not go to Birmingham? And that was, honestly, it was fine all the way down until like you get about 40 minutes from the destination to Birmingham. And then it's just the absolute pits. It was just like bedlam. Didn't know what was going on. Everyone's tooting at us. I'm in the wrong. So I'm just, I'm taking me time and all that. Anyway, get there, parked up. Everything's fine. Start doing the shows. Thursday was great. Actually, you know what? All the shows were great. They were all, I mean, they were all quite rowdy as fuck, really. But if you go on and you've got a, you know, as the host, you can't really go on and try to do material straight away. You've just got to let the whole crowd get it all out the system, really. Like, I think that's where the teaching comes into play. I used to be a teacher before I did comedy. You know, sometimes you go, right, get it all out your system. But you can't tell adults to get it all out the system. So you've just got to facilitate them getting it out the system. So... Usually starts, you know, who who we got in, who's celebrating what, what fucking companies are in, what do you do? Oh, you do that, do you? Yeah, anyone heard of it? Aye, oh, well, that means you're fucking shite. Way, you know what I mean? And it's just, <laughs> it's fucking bollocks. But it just calms everyone down. You can't, you can't just go on and go, you know, 400 people being rowdy as fuck. Just went, hey, there was a guy and he was looking for sausages and he said, where would sausages be? Boo! You know, it's fucking tone deaf. You can't just go straight in. I've seen some people try it. It's fucking they get the they get the response they deserve. So I didn't really do much material at the at the top because you've just got to let everyone fucking get it all out the system, which is fine. That's what you're there for. Laura Smith opened the whole uh, open every show. She was fantastic. Laura Smith's from uh, she's like London. Is it East End? I hope I'm not doing you a disservice. It's just, she describes it yeah, a bit of a. What would you say? Is it a bit of a cockney? Is cockney still the word that gets used? Like, I don't know. Anyway, you know, proper fucking, proper Londoner, right? Proper Londoner, great crack on stage and off stage. That Being an absolute joy, spending all weekend with her, being great. And then you've got Pierre Novelli, who's from South Africa and spent all of his life growing up in the Isle of Man, which is a, a mad story as well. So he's great. He does, the, he does absolute radio with uh, Frank Skinner at the minute because then he had to go back on Friday to... So he was up <laughs> to do Absolute Radio on the Saturday, bless him, and then come back up and do the show. So so he was had his own thing going on. And then closing the show was Dave Fulton. Dave Fulton from Idaho. And yeah, I grew up watching Dave Fulton when I had the, the, the Paramount Comedy Channel when I was a kid, when I had cable. You know, you had 
Nickelodeon would turn into the Paramount Comedy Channel and, and I would watch all of Nickelodeon, I would watch all of the Paramount Comedy Channel and you had to really seek out stand-up, you know, this is before, obviously before Live at the Apollo was on its, its 17th season, you know, and it's, it's you know, think of think of how much stand-up is, is readily available now, like when I was 12 years old, there was nout, you had the stand-up show, which was on after match of the day on a Saturday and and then if you, and that was it, that was all I remember being on telly, it was, and I watch it when Tommy Tieran was the the host as well, so I, I know so I've seen Dave on there, and then just just for laughs on the Paramount Comedy, I've seen seen him on that live at live at Jongla's, live at the Comedy Store. So I was like, right, wow, this is a, you know what I mean. So this this is a great bill. And then I I, I get the host, so I'm just out just chatting to people, you know. The, the two has done it. It was quite nice just knowing I didn't have to do material and just talk to the crowd and then get get the accent. So it was great. One one time though, getting back to that office couple who got thrown out, they were all right, you know. There were like the there were other groups who had done worse who didn't get thrown out throughout the course of the, the evening or the, the whole weekend really. So Thursday was one show, Friday was three shows, Saturday was three shows. And I think the office party they were just I think some of them didn't want to be there, so during Laura's set they were just having full-blown conversations with each other, which I think that, that that's fine. If people want to heckle and heckle me, and that, that's absolutely fine, we'll have a bit of fun with it, no no worries at all. But I think when you're just having a chat with the person who sat next to you, then you're disrupting the show for, for not only the rest of your office party, but everybody else in the audience. And and thankfully, it wasn't my call, so I didn't have any heat on it. So the, the it was the security who just, I was in the green room, after Laura had been on, Laura still did fantastic. Like um, she just ignored the people who were chatting, and you know everyone else absolutely loved her as they should. And I'm in the green room, and they just came through. This is how this is how fucking slick the the management are at the Glee. They just came out then. Yeah, don't worry that that whole office party's been thrown out. I was like, oh, oh, okay, no worries, that's fine. I was, I mean, I'll be honest, I wasn't looking forward to seeing how. How more, how harder that got as the night progressed, but I wasn't demanding that I get thrown out or anything. But you know, when in Rome, so I got on, and you know, you already know, but you act as if because the room was like in three three sides, and and I looked to me left, and there was just like all empty chairs, and so you just sell it. You're just like, what? Yeah, where have they gone? Who have the? Are they still at the bar? No. Have the beans thrown out? Yay! And I was like, all right, wow, well, a Christmas miracle. Well, God bless us, everyone. And I don't know what happens with with stuff like this, right? I don't know what happens, but as soon as one party gets thrown out, it's almost as if somebody else in the audience goes, well, well, I have to be the arsehole now. I'm not calling this party arseholes or anything because the the weren't. They were just excited. There was no wrong with what they were doing. It just shouldn't have been in a comedy club. (laughs) You mean, and so, but she started like, this This woman in the crowd started like, as if she was the lawyer. I think that's what I called her. I called her the lawyer of the office party because she was like, do you mean to tell me that people have got thrown out for laughing? That's always a thing as well. Are you not allowed to laugh? No, you are. You are. Most people, that if you were, if you weren't allowed to laugh at a comedy club, think about it, everybody would get thrown out. Which was like, well, what do you mean? They were just talking. They were just talking. And I was going like, well, you know, now you have to be like, you take the side of the glee. Obviously, you can't go, yeah, no, I agree with you. Because like, I didn't as well. I'd go, well, I go, look, you're not allowed to chat during the show. Then it's, it's disruptive. And she then, for some reason, she just kept on like banging on, banging on. And eventually, you know, I, 
I'd never, ever want to do this, but I'm like, so I called her a lawyer. I called her, she said something like she didn't even know she was coming to a comedy club tonight. And then it's like, oh, what, you were kidnapped, etc. And then it was, I'm, I'm with people, but they aren't here yet. So I was like, all right, so you're a murderer, Dexter. So I did a few fucking shite on the fly. Do you know what I mean? Things things have got her. And then eventually she just kept going. I was like, oh, shut the fuck up, man. And then that <laughs> got a big round of applause. And so that was her done for Pierre Novelli. And, and she kind of kept quiet for Dave Fulton. But then while or before I got Dave on in the third section, I think she'd figured it out then that she wasn't. She thought she was getting told off for laughing, which she wasn't. It was the, the constant interrupting. And so when I'm on stage, she just constantly she's just doing sarcastic laughs of like, ha, ha hoping that I'm going to go, what's this? And she goes, well, I'm only laughing. And I know she wasn't. She was going out of her way to do a sarcastic laugh because she knew that she can't get told off for that. That's some, that is just, and she was older than me. That's just some of the shit you've got to deal with on Christmas shows and you can't let that affect you or anything. But right at the end, you know, you just go, right, well, I hope you've had a great time. Thank you very, very much for coming. Thanks for choosing Birmingham Glee to, to spend your Christmas nights with. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Give it up, everyone you've seen. You've seen Laura Smith, you've seen Pierre Novelli, you've seen Dave Full. And then, I, but as I was like, I hope you've enjoyed the show. She was just sat there in the right in the middle of the room with her arms folded. She just was fucking big pint of wine. God, God bless her. Do you know what I mean? God, I'm not against the big pint of wine. Which was just like, I haven't. I haven't enjoyed the show. And the whole crowd, I'm like, I mean, do you know what I mean? I'm about, I'm about to wrap the show, but it's about to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I haven't enjoyed the show. I haven't enjoyed it. And I was like, all right, okay. Um, has everyone else enjoyed it? Way! All right, great, fantastic. All right, well, I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it. She was, yeah, it's because it's of you. It's because of you. And I was like, okay, no worries. Yeah, um, that's, that, that's fine as well. And then I was, I was like, you know what? You still had three other acts and I hope you enjoy them. She was like, no, I didn't. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> and so the closing line was, um, look, you've seen one Christmas show. You've seen, you've seen me, Laura, Pierre, and Dave. You've seen one show, two different genders, three different countries, four distinctively different regions. So if you haven't enjoyed the show, maybe it's on you. And then that got the, you know, that, that was enough of a sign-off where I could just fuck off, you know. <laughs> Um, so it was kind of like that was the worst one I think that was the Friday or it might have been that I mean the all how are you do seven shows over three days they all run into one but then I got straight off stage half 11 I'm in the car and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it I didn't know if I was gonna drive there and back on the Saturday night or wait till the Sunday but I had enough Red Bull and enough adrenaline in the system and I was like you know what I'm gonna do it so I just drove through the night because the alternative, I was going to get up at like four in the morning and then do it because I had to make a breakfast with Santa at the at the local, at the three mile. Breakfast with Santa was fantastic. Nine o'clock. So breakfast from Santa was from nine till 12 on the Sunday. So I got back around about 3.30 in the morning, 3.45 in the morning, and then up at about eight. Breakfast with Santa was great. You had the, you had the elves dancing. Big shout out to the three mile as well. You had the, the elves dancing. Yeah, I had a little visit with Santa. They did a staggered visit with Santa, so nobody was queuing for any considerable amount of time. While you weren't getting seen by Santa, there was colouring books on the table. There was bacon and sausage sandwiches. Where would sausages be without bacon? There was bacon and sausage sandwiches for the for the adults. There was cups of coffee. There was there was juice, and there was all kinds for the for the kids. I think they had a pancake breakfast. Really well run. Really well organised. Absolutely loved it. And then you know it was great, you know, because it was from nine till twelve, and it's in a pub, you know, it's a three mile pub, and I remember. It got to about 
11 o'clock and I've been there for two hours and, you know, we're singing all kinds of Christmas songs. We're up there dancing, me and Lily, we're having a great time. And, you know, and I'm knackered as well. And you, but you're from 9 till, 9 till 12 and it got to 11. Lily didn't get seen by Santa till, like, she was one of the ones at the end. It was like quarter to 12. So you're thinking there, okay, so about two hours in. It got to like 11. I just went to Sophie and went, would you like a Prosecco? Because <laughs> I know I know if Sophie says yes, then I'm allowed a pint. <laughs> if I go, I'm having a pint. You go, oh, what the fuck's wrong with you? It's fucking 11 in the morning. But I go, what? type of Prosecco would you like? She says, yes, so so I. So <laughs> breakfast was signed and we got on it from 11 o'clock. <laughs> so we had a Prosecco, had a pint. And then I think by the end of it, by 12, we'd had, uh, she'd had three, I'd had three. But it was great though because we we broke the seal. We ordered the drinks and then I saw like five or six other families like go, well, he's getting a pint, so I'm fucking getting a pint. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so I led the way. I led the way on the pints front, and then that was Sunday. So this is so this started Wednesday. Wednesday is top secret. Oh, mind you, as well, there was no, there's nothing wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to denigrate the Santas, right? I, and I don't want to say what type of Santas I've seen. It, it, but I've I've been to two different ones. I've been to the three mile one, and I've been to the one at a Soft Play in Great Park. I've seen two different Santas on two, and I would recommend both of them. If you got a chance to do either one of them, if they've got Santa at the Lemon Tree Cafe, Lemon Tree Cafe, Lemon Tree Cafe, I would do that. And if they've got Breakfast with Santa again at the three mile, I would absolutely do both of them. I'm not getting paid by either. That's just, just If you've got kids, Christmas, it's class. But I definitely saw two different types of Santa. Like, <laughs> if I can compare and contrast the two dead quick, because <laughs> I know this is coming out before Christmas. This should be coming out the 22nd of December. Have I got that right? 22nd? Let's have a look. Might not be. Why does it matter, Cole? Why do you fucking stop what you're doing? Just to 19th. Should be coming out the 19th of December. So Santa number, let's, well, that's too, <laughs> that's too obvious. Let's say Lisa S., Santa number one, right? No particular order. Santa number one, I definitely saw it. He was like a miracle on 34th Street type of Santa. He'd put the work in. It was a, it was a character Santa. You know, he'd, he, he spoke, oh, Merry Christmas, ho, ho, ho. And, you know, he's, his beard worked. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just, and I went to go and get a drink at one point, and then I'm, and I'm chatting to Santa, and he kept in full character with me and everything, right? And then I saw, <laughs> and it didn't, Spoil the experience or anything. It made it made it better, but because I know not all centers could be the same. So the other center that I saw, he was definitely um, the. <laughs> I hope I'm not fucking affecting someone's living here, <laughs> but he was definitely more of the the social club level of center. <laughs> You know, like <laughs> I thought Rudolph was supposed to have the red nose. You know what I mean? It was like. Santa number one was like, oh, 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 Merry Christmas. And then the other Santa was like, hello there, how you doing, Yari? Hey, fucking, I'm fucking Santa, me, you know. I'm fucking, I'm fucking Santa is out. Hey, what do you, what do you want, you little fucking mug? Yeah. <laughs> no wrong with it. The both blokes in a beard doing the thing. I just thought that the, the two different Santas that I've seen in two different weeks, it was worth, was worth sharing with y'all. <laughs> I'm fucking Santa as out me like I. <laughs> I am Santa as out me like. So then I go and laugh for kids. Show number one. So laugh for kids again. What an amazing thing that everyone's been a part of. Jason Cook organises it. You bring presents for children who wouldn't necessarily be getting a, receiving a present on Christmas Day. I mean, 
what I mean, you don't need to say anything more than that. In affiliation with Cash for Kids, I believe. And that was great. That was, you know, I got, I got to go there. I got a taxi there. And straight away I go in. First guy I see is Dave Johns. I didn't even know Dave Johns was on. He's, I know the Raymond's and Timkins review was staying at his house. So having a quick, you know, it was all just very quick catch up with everybody. You know, Connor Burns was getting his hair cut because the, the Webster and Carr barbers. I want to get that right, actually, because they cut me hair as well. Let's get this on Instagram. Let's have a look. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Webster and Carr. So they were. So Jason had Webster and Carr there. Everyone was getting uh, haircuts and and beard trims. I can't grow a beard. I'm a child, so I did that. Was not applicable to me, but I did get a little trim. So then I said hi to Connor Burns. Sorry about the whole calling you an up and comer thing. So he was great. Lauren Patterson was there. I said a quick hi to Haley Ellis and Barry Dodds. I didn't really get a chance to see hi to them much. And then I was opening the matinee show. I was like, put us on first, Jason, so that I can go home for the rest of the day and, you know, and spend it with Lee. So open the show, open the matinee show. Fantastic. Everyone was great. Um, the whole crowd was lovely. Straight back home. And then me and Lily and, and Sophie finally got a bit of family time. We watched the Gruffalo. So that was good. Bit of, bit of Gruffalo action. She was loving that. She's got this new thing where she just goes sleep time, daddy, and she just puts a tea towel over us and, and sings us a song and pats us. So that was great. And then, uh, which I fucking needed at that point, you know, sleep time, daddy. All right. <laughs> And then bath and bed, put Lily bath and bed. And then it was time for my works Christmas do, which was the Laugh for Kids second show. So that was the, then I was on, oh yeah, I saw MC Hammersmith as well for the first time. I didn't know, I'd never, I've only ever seen his name. And I know when he wears his, his costume or where he wears his hat or whatever, I've only ever seen his poster where he looks like a rapper. So I didn't know who he, who he was. I felt really bad. And then when I came back, to, for the second show I was like oh god I'm so sorry I did yes of course like Will I know he's called Will so I was like oh nice to meet you and, and all that so we, we got on really well Brennan Reese was there I said a quick hi to Adam Rowe Chris Washington was there it was great it was a, it was a who's who it was a who's who of comedy and I know I'm, I hope I'm not uh, leaving anybody out there but... so then I, I go on I got told do not Go on after MC Hammersmith. He's going to absolutely destroy it, right? He's going to, you know, if you've never seen him before, he, he, he raps, but it's all improvised. It's fantastic. So don't go on before him. So I was on just before MC Hammersmith. So then I go do the second show. Everything's great. Get off. Me and Chris Washington, a few others, but me and Chris Washington started just getting on it. Fridge full of beers and all that. That was great. And then there's a photo going around of me, Jason, and Glenn Ruffhead. <laughs> And it just looks like three dars on the Christmas works do, which is essentially what it was. But at the end of the show, Jason's got the band and the, it's fairy tale of New York and everyone's singing and everyone's dancing. And then Jason goes, you know, for the big reveal, 18 and a half thousand presents for, for children who would otherwise not get one at Christmas. And so then we're all going out. Well, everyone who's left is out on the, because I've, uh, Wendy's looking after Lily, on the Monday, the day after. I know Wendy normally goes with Lily on a Wednesday. I was like, can we have it the Monday, please? So I can, you know, have a built-in day where I'm fucked. And I need it as well, Christ. So we're all on stage and we all turn around and it goes 18,500 presents on the big screen. And I remember looking and again, I think anyone who's a parent, you'll know now, like things just hit you differently, man. They really do. They just So I'm, I'm looking at the screen thinking... 18,500 kids who aren't going to get a present and fucking hell, I'm tearing up now and so that's what I was doing on the screen I'm there's a photo of us where I'm not facing the crowd and I'm like what well, I don't want to I don't want them to see is like well up and all that so I'm I'm looking at the the sign saying 18,500 I'm like I'm having a bit of a cry 
And then I thought, like, you know, call how am I? Fucking hell. Way to make it all about you. So, you know, you have a word with yourself and I turned around and then and then everyone's got the phones out and everyone's got the lights and, and it just looked great. And I'm just stood there and I'm just quietly like just taking it all in. You know, I'm just like looking, going, like, what a what an amazing thing to be a part of, you know. And and then <laughs> I'm stood right next to Jason and he gives us a couple of looks of like Fucking hell, you're right. Like, cheer up. What the hell's wrong with you? And I was like, right, well, if he's fine, I, there's no reason for me to be all solemn. So then I just start, I've got a beer in my hand. And I just start drinking that. And so it's literally, there's a photo where the only bit of movement I, I do on stage is just me necking a beer at the end of Fairy Tale in New York. Because I was like, I've got to do something. I don't know, don't know what else to do to make myself not fucking cry. <laughs> and then the photo just looks like it is, it's just three divorced dads. <laughs> Just out on the ras. <laughs> Three divorced dads have decided to set up a wedding band. <laughs> oh, and then yeah, and then and then like I say, I had the built-in lie-in, so I know I didn't have to get up on the Monday. So then we all went to Lady Grey's. It was me, Jason, MC Hammersmith, Brennan Reese, Chris Washington, and I think that was it actually. Yeah, if I'm forgetting somebody now, that's not very nice. But and then yeah, Jason phoned a taxi. I got back. I yeah. Uh, I got back safe and sound. Oh, oh yeah, well, I say safe and sound. I, I must have fell asleep downstairs. I must have passed out downstairs, right, at home. And then I woke up. And I'm sure you've done this before. You ever woken up and you've just got all your clothes on? Well, I see you and I raise you. So the next day, it was about nine o'clock, I woke up. I had all my clothes on plus my coat. I have never, ever fell asleep with my coat on before. So that was, I'm, I'm thankful I didn't have my shoes on. But yeah, it was full pants, top, coat, the lot. That took me all day, you know. 36 years old, I can't drink like I used to. Jesus, well, I can, but I pay for it. I was like a three-day hangover. I had four LucasAids. I had to go to the shop, get some LucasAids, and I Uber Eats to a McDonald's as well. That was that was the state of us. And that that concluded me me busy week. But yeah, thanks thanks very much to everyone who was a part of Laugh for Kids. It's not my event. I've, I probably don't have any right saying that, but just you know, I just want to say thanks for letting us be a very small part of a of a, of a big occasion. It was great. And we went to the, and then me, Sophie, and Lily went to the Northern Light Show. So they've got all of Lisa's Park in Newcastle, and they make like a big. The best way I don't know it was like it was like they've turned the whole of the park into like an Alice in Wonderland. Like everything's all like lit up, and every like the floors lit, the rivers lit, the trees are lit. There's music playing. It's a like a, I'm sure you know what. There's a, probably a word for it, but I've, I've never seen something like that before. So it was great. We went there, and I said to Kettle, Jamie Kettle, right, fucking. He'd been there the week previous. I was like, when when you go, where do you park? He went, oh, yeah, there's a car park. You go to the car park that's, like, right next to St. James's Park or, like, in St. James's Park. And I was like, all oh, right, Mint. Aye, that's, that looks like it's right next to it. Fantastic. Great. Daft twat over here. I didn't realize this was this was Wednesday night, Wednesday the 13th. This was the night that Newcastle were playing AC Milan. So I nearly bollocked up the whole the whole light show for me, Sophie and Lily, because I didn't know. So I ended up, uh, might as well have parked at home. You know that episode of The Simpsons when it's a stonecutters and he drives all the way to work and and Bart and <laughs> just goes up like, hi, dad. And he's just right. It was that. It was it was just uh, so I great, great prank kettle. Thanks for that. He's good. He's good prank. He's a good pranker kettle. He doesn't. It, it's not really a prank because he didn't know what he was doing. Bless him. But he's he's good at he's good at not knowing that he's done a prank on us. The last one he did when he got married, he invited me mum and dad. That was a fucking oh god. Because my mum and dad, they they like a good drink. They haven't slowed down on their drinking as well. So I remember if it wasn't me mum who was like just getting lost at this big old mansion where he was getting married out in the countryside. Me dad was. I remember me dad being steaming and. <laughs> 
hope he doesn't write us down this story. <laughs> and I've, I've I watched somebody who was so drunk. I watched them. So I'm having to babysit them all night. That's what that was the prank. And I watched them just go uh, went to a tree. You know, at the end of a wedding, when Kettle loves his fireworks, and at the end of the end of a wedding, he, he had a big firework display. And I watched me dad like just break away from the firework display, and he just started like pissing against the tree. And I was like, Dad, you're gonna be. You're going to be in the photos, you know, of just you just like fucking hot boxer shorts just having to piss up against the tree. <laughs> I was, and I remember just going, Dad, you can't piss on the tree. And he just went, all right, son, all right, all right, all right, son, all right. And he, I've watched him. He, he stopped his way. He pulled his pants up, zipped his pants up, and he just walked to another tree. I was like, no, Dad, no, not... Not that specific tree. I just meant you can't piss on any tree. And you're like, what? Any tree? Why? <laughs> oh, God. So I... Great prank kettle. Forgot how how good you are on the subtle pranks, and um, that's my fault. My fault for driving into town on a match day, <laughs> trying to park at the fucking stadium. <laughs> well, that is all we've got time for. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. I hope you, I'm, I'm going to be here in the middle as well. Don't worry, I'm not. I'm not leaving you high and dry in between Christmas and New Year. It, it, I said every week, and we're going to. By God, we're going to do every week. So I'll, I'll see you again same time, same place next week. Hope you have a lovely Christmas. Happy New Year. All the best. See you in a bit.